Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Saul visiting the witch at Endor from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 28. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions on this podcast are those of the participants only and may not reflect those of any Christian denomination or any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm Brett Hinky. I'm drinking Wild Turkey Rare Breed Bourbon. Ooh. And it's delicious. It's a rare breed and nice. I'm Jeremy Spittle, and I am drinking Heaven's Door Straight Bourbon Whiskey that Jameson brought. <laughs> Thanks, Jameson. I got another bottle over here when, when we <laughs> finish right. this one. Oh, it's going to be a night. Uh, I am Jameson. I am also having Heaven's Door Straight Bourbon Whiskey that I brought. It's pretty good. <laughs> it, I mean, this is good stuff. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. pretty good. I'm I'm gonna have some of the wild yeah turkey. I'm gonna try there. that too. I'm gonna try. Well, we've got two bottles of Heaven's Door, so I'll definitely I, try it next I mean, time. I, I want to try some rare yeah. breed. All right, now I'm Josh Perrius, and I'll be telling this story tonight. And I am drinking uh, Guinness uh, Draft Stout, whippy. poured from the can whippy, whippy, into whippy. a glass. <laughs> And now I'm having FOMO, and we'll probably have a little bit of whiskey, despite my big speech that I was not going to drink whiskey. So I it, make it can't up. all be Jameson, you know? I know. I drink other whiskey. We whisk- wish it were. I know, right? You can't all have It can't all have It can't all be Jameson. That's true. That's what my wife tells me all the time. <laughs> All right, yeah, so the story tonight is um, about the Witch of Endor, um, or Saul visiting the Witch of Endor. So I did think of my tagline. Oh, okay. It's, it's not as Ooh, great nice. as usual, but yeah. um, I was thinking this should maybe it's be better. better than everybody else's, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, tell you I'm that. I'm the only one who does one. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe better for Halloween time, because this is a spooky story <gasps> with death predictions, a Ooh. ghost, and a witch. <gasps> Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. And actually, I feel like, I don't know, we'll see how it goes, but... The story is like kind of interesting and good and can go kind of quickly. I feel like what's more interesting though is the implications of the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the dissection of what this means. Well, don't, our life. Don't worry. By the time Jeremy ed- edits this, it'll probably be Halloween anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Valid point. We should just record a bunch of. We should just record a bunch of intros. Like, ooh, it's a spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we can just hold it in the archives yeah. until then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hold, hold it, it in, in the, the archives. archives. Yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Today we celebrate Independence Day. <laughs> Because we're free through the sacrifice of Christ. <laughs> Some fireworks going with this one. Okay, so crickets. That was a cricket one for sure. That was like this seemed like a good idea before you said Fourth of July, and then I just like. Okay, so orienting where this story is for the sad trombone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, so 
All right. So I like to start from the beginning, go all the way forward, right? So, well, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows Exodus. So Exodus is uh, 1300 BC when Moses oh, leads wow. the, um, nice. the, the people out of uh, the Israelites out of uh, Egypt. 1300? Yes, which is like 3,300 years ago. That's a long time, right? 1300 years ago. I mean, that's a long time before like Jesus even comes around. Yeah. Yes. Right. right. 1300 right. years before Jesus. That's what that's that means. That's a long ass time. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what BC means? Yes. Oh. Before I'm Jesus. Before the comp- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Before Jesus. Whereas now they say BCE, before the common era. The common era being defined as when Jesus was alive. So instead of, <laughs> instead of C being Christ, it's common. Common. Era. Yeah. Okay. Right. Common. Yeah. And they just dug up a, a city over in Egypt um, that was about that same yes. time, 1300 BC. Really? Yeah. At the, right after Tutankhamun. Yes. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And it's like very well preserved yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, we could go back to like maybe the 1980s or something because. Uh, it could be before the common, the rapper era. Oh, yeah. That might be. <laughs> Was this spelled with a K? No. It's common with a K? No, I think it's uh, just a just C. regular C common. Just C-O-M-M-O-N? Yeah. Just yeah. like. Good yeah. for him. For I know, right? Normal. That's yeah. right. I mean, it yeah. seems like a kind of thing that you would, like, a rappers tend to misspell their names for uniqueness. Though, in right. a way, bad social media game. Because people search common, they're going to find a lot of answers before they That's get to true. <laughs> <laughs> Definition of common. Right. <laughs> I do love me some common, though. Yeah? He's a good rapper. He oh. had some great songs with Kanye West back He's a really West. good actor, when too. I've seen him and stuff. He's very yes. Yeah, he did a bunch of movies. Yeah, There's he some really good rapper actors. But he would... Uh, there are. Rest, in, rest in peace, DMX. DMX? Oh, yes. yeah. DMX, yeah. Right. Um, no, who's the guy who was in uh, Italian Job? Get- Ooh, I don't know. Is it Ludacris? Ludacris. Ludacris. Yeah. Ludacris. 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 Oh, he's in all the Fast and Furious Fast movies. And yeah, Furious. Yeah, 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 Ludacris yeah. is good, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I saw him in concert. Really? Yeah. No, that's that's, that's got to be fun. <laughs> it was awesome. Nah, now, you that's saw a guy Ludacris in concert? At Virginia Tech, yes. He definitely does not spell his name the same. No, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. anyway. I'm, right, so Ludacris. 1300 BC. Yes. 1300 BC. And then so after that, you have Joshua conquers Canaan, and they established the Israelite land. Then we have the judges, which everybody who's a listener should know about because almost half of our stuff comes from That's judges. That's true. That's bad. There's, there's a lot of good stories <laughs> yeah. in judges. Judges. Um, which was in the 1250 BC to uh, 1025 BC. And then that kind of ends with King Saul, who's key to the story, becoming the first king of Israel, uh, the united Israel. And he gets anointed by a guy named Samuel. And that's probably around 1000-ish BC, somewhere right in there. Okay. So, right. so that's where we are. Wait, wait, wait. 1300 yep. to 1000-ish. Yeah. So it's like 300 years from the Exodus to this. So yeah. between the 40 years in the wilderness, you got the time it takes for Joshua to conquer Canaan. I don't know what that is. 100 years maybe. Then you have like another 100 years of the judges or more being in charge. And then the United Kingdom comes together. So then let me – I'm going to give some of the players in the story quick and a little background for context help. And then we'll run through the actual story. So – so David is kind of around in here, but he's not central to the story. But just since everybody knows him, kind of, this is post David and Goliath story. Um, you know, Saul is, like I said, is is the king of Israel in this story. He's the first king. He's been anointed by the prophet Samuel. 
They are constantly at war with the Philistines kind of during this time. And in one of those wars is when David does, you know, the sling and kills Goliath. And, um, but uh, kind of, I guess, a little backing up to that. Very important to this is Samuel. Uh, so Samuel is the prophet at this time. Like all the judges were around, right? So Samuel is a prophet of God. He um, he kind of guides Israel and he's in charge of Israel, almost like a judge at first. And then is a uh, you know, the people want a king. So God says, okay, we're going to give you a king. And he instructs uh, Samuel to anoint Saul as the first king. Right. I like to think. The, the, the Israelites begged yes. for a king, right? Yes. They were sick of judges. They were they were yeah. sick of everything. And they're like, everybody else has kings. Right. Why can't we have kings like all the other countries around exactly. us? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they wanted unified control because they had been like kind of tribal and they would just band together to fight wars when they needed to. And there were prophets at the time. Yes, and, and, and judges. Some, some of the prophets right. were like, or God was speaking through the prophets saying, you guys don't yeah. want a king. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 This is like, yeah. this is, yep. there's a, you know, you don't want to consolidate all your political power in one place. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. So then finally, they're like, this is what we want, though. Um, so Samuel anoints him under the first king. Uh, Samuel is so he's a very like well loved prophet I would say and and f- famous fairly for for doing lots of you know speaking for God and being like a very wise prophet. Um, he's also venerated by both the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims. He's a very very uh, big guy that way. Let's see, um, Samuel. Say? Yeah, Samuel. He's Mu- venerated by the Muslims. Yes, because think the Muslims are they're they're from the Abrahamic. You know, faith as well. They're from Ishmael. Yes. But right. they see him. They have like their list of prophets, right? Like that culminates with Muhammad. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Jesus is one of their prophets. Right. So is Moses and, and mm. all the people there. So. And Samuel's included. Samuel, I think, is okay. one of those too. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's nice. not named in the Quran, but he's referenced in the Quran. So they talk about him without saying his actual name, but I guess everybody knows it's re- referenced to him. Oh, I guess okay. it's somewhere in the second chapter of the Quran. They talk about him. But they don't name him. I don't know how they do that. But they must, maybe they tell the story of him being like given to the church, given to the temple, and everything like that. But or but not. But by there's name. no actual temple yet. Given him to the priests to live with the priests, right? Interesting. Tabernacle, right. the tabernacle. There was no, a tabernacle. Yeah. 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 So he goes and lives in the tabernacle. Anyway, a lot of good stories about Samuel. We could probably talk about him another time. But um, and then the Philistines, like I said, not tonight. Not tonight, though. Tonight is um, not the night we're going to do that. No, we're going to tell one particular story about Samuel tonight, which is very interesting. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Suspense. We're picking, the, we're picking the best Samuel story, in my opinion. Um, okay. So, and then, the, again, the Philistines were I a wish, local. I wish Ed were here. <laughs> so, we can be like, Samuel lived. Well, yeah. we, we talked about his two sons named Caleb oh, and yes. Joshua, who uh, went yeah. into um, Canaan. The Jericho. Jericho, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went into Jer- oh no, Canaan in general. Sorry, yeah, yeah. you're right. They were part but, of the twelve, but it was the, a specific the city, right? That well, they, they were the two that came Rahab, back. The the prostitute or whatever. There's two spy stories. You're you're conflating. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. Yes. Okay. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, yes, yeah. So Samuel Actually, would be what happened. Samuel would be <laughs> another of of Ed's yes. children. Yes, that true. we could talk about. That's right. But anyway. Okay, so, and then, yeah, the other ones are the Philistines, which are the local enemy, like, kind of the arch nemesis of the Israelites, constantly fighting with them. Like I said, Goliath, who we mentioned, was one of the Philistines. Okay, gotcha. So, they're at war with the Philistines. Yes. They're kind of like, off and on. They're the big bad guys, They're the right? big bad guys, yes. Right. 
Well, Goliath was big. He's the biggest of the bad <laughs> yeah, guys, yes. Right. But um, anyway. Okay, so enough background. So, so effect, well, a little bit more background. So after <laughs> David and Goliath, sorry, um, you know, David continues to fight in the battles. He gets to be like a great warrior, so, you know, and, and so I would say important to the story is Saul starts off as like he's anointed the king. He does an okay job as king. The people like him. But then he kind of falters. David has to step up and be like the brave, strong guy. David leads a bunch of people in battle. David starts getting more popular than Saul. He doesn't like that. Eventually, um, they start to like fight and have some problems again, probably for another night. Well, wasn't okay. wasn't David anointed like the next king yes. by this time? But Samuel yes. anoints David too, right? Yeah. Right. So he gets anointed also secretly. to be yeah secretly to be the next king, but right. he's not recognized as the next king yet. But Saul gets word of it. Yes, and Saul's yeah. trying to kill David in different points, and David goes into hiding. And so yeah. David at this point, so in the story happens, David's off hiding with some people. Saul is left in charge, um, kind of on his own. Samuel dies, um, and so he. Um, That's a bad beat. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, as the quote says, now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. So, um, so he's dead, and so there's no Samuel. Saul's in charge. He's kind of fighting with David. David's off in hiding, and then the the Philistines show up, and you know, with their army and set up camp, kind of near the Israelites. Israelites get their army together and set up camp. Is this because Saul uh, Samuel died? No, I think it was just like the next big, okay, right. you know, thing to come up. Well, and, a, and an important part is where it says Saul had expelled all the oh, mediums. I'm and kidding. Well, but jeez, oh, but I mean, <laughs> that's how they set it up in the writing because the writing sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> they do say that early. Wait, but, who wrote First Samuel? Uh, not Samuel, because he dies before Second Samuel. So I'm going to guess <laughs> somebody else. But I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they suck at writing. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, because to me, they like. Why does the not... writing? I mean, interesting. okay. So in my, so opinion, why does the writing suck? Like, why do you think the writing? Okay, sucks? why I think the writing sucks is they sort of say, like they they kind of give away the interesting part before they get to it. I think uh, for like no reason in particular. They so say, they have a spoiler. Yeah. It, yes. I mean, it's like I think the way they word it is something like, um, you know. Samuel dies and he, you know, the people mourn. The line I just read, and he goes, get out of the back to his people. And then they're like, and, and by the way, Saul got rid of all the spirits, spirit mediums and witches in the country. So they had to and backtrack then this in the happened. story and, a it, well, bit. and then they're like, and then so Saul sees the Philistines and he's scared. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Why did you just mention that there's, that he got rid of all the witches just now? And it's like, cause they're about to say, we need to go talk to the witch. Story. Right. It's called yeah, foreshadowing. But in a way, it should have been like earlier or something, or that it should have been like right when they announced it. But there's like a weird gap. But I mean, mm, yeah. Sorry. Really sorry. Oh, I made the fine. spoiler. Alert. If, if Jameson wrote for Samuel, <laughs> Jameson did not. It's not his I would, I would have read it just I like it was written. It. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yes. So, I was, so let me go back to that. Then, so in Exodus, speaking of right, so in Exodus twenty two eighteen, they say as part of the broader law, uh, in the King James version, it says, "Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live." Mm. And so you have the rules come down from in Hebrew land in the Israelite uh, country that when they take over the Canaanites, they're supposed to get rid of all the witches, k- kick them out, or kill them. And so Saul, like a good king, quote unquote, follows the law when he gets in charge and does this. So when it comes down to anyway, he, so so now the Philistines are gathered for war. He's got his thing. He goes there to look at the army, and he sees the Israelite, ar- the Philistine army is very powerful, and he's struck with fear. 
So he doesn't have Samuel to talk to. David's not there. They're facing this big ar- army. They were friends, he and David, right? Before yeah. all that. Yes, right. they were. And so and he had been like a lieutenant kind of of his yeah. you know, who fought and stuff before he got jealous of him. Um, and so he he wants to talk to Samuel, but he's dead, right? And he's not available. And I like to think of this. This is what reminded me like Samuel is kind of like his Gandalf, I felt like, where it's like, mm. where's my like wizardly like sidekick dude who's going to yeah. give me all the wisdom to help me in this battle? And he's not there, so he's frustrated. So he goes to like his regular prophets like, and priests. Thou shalt right. not pass. Oh, right. And he's like, I'll be back in the east with a backup army or whatever, like from the um, Helm Deep or something. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> on, the the third third night, look on the third night, look on the east. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay, so no Lord of the Rings references, Brett. What's the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, and so he says – it says that he inquires of the Lord, like, what am I going to do by both uh, – He but he gets no response through either dreams, they said, because I guess Saul had dreams early on, mm-hmm. too, as the king, I think. Mm-hmm. And he also went to his priests and, like, the prophets – not prophets, but the priests that he had, since Samuel's gone, he's, like, the, the main prophet. But ask them, what should we do? And God doesn't answer through them. And they do a cool thing called um, – they inquired uh, – not he had no answer by dreams or – or Urim or Urim or the prophets. And so the Urim and the Thummim, mm. that's an interesting little aside here, is that this is like stuff that they think uh, scholars, yes, uh, suspect the phrase refers to two sets of objects used by the high priests or the priests of Israel to like divine God's uh, will on something. It's almost like flipping a coin. You like roll it's the like dice. casting lots. Casting kind lots of kind of yeah, rolling okay. the dice to see right. what should we do? And so they ask a question, they throw the thing down. They're like, oh, God says we should do, you know, do you think magic the, eight ball. Like, Do you think the priests who would have known Samuel were basically like, were like, I mean, maybe Samuel Samuel let the, let the other priests know that Saul's not going to be the king. And so they're like, screw him. We're not going to help him out. Yeah. Or maybe they're maybe. like, I don't know. I asked God. He didn't answer. I mean, sorry. Like, I mean, usurping the king. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I don't even know what the. Umim or Urim? Urim and, Urim and Thumin. Thumin. Thum. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems like it's a casting lots thing, but were they just like, oh, it's not showing me anything, I guess? Yeah, maybe they're like, or I think you have to know the question still to ask, huh. right? And it's like, should we retreat or should we fight? Maybe yeah. then they get like, like, maybe it's like Magic Ball, like, not conclusive at this time like, or something they, like that. They didn't, <laughs> have a, they didn't have a quarter back then. Right, to flip and yeah, say, all right, right, heads or tails, we go, you know? Yeah. Right. So anyway... Um, so yeah, so he gets no, no answer his normal way. And so he doesn't know what to do. And so he says, find me a woman who is a medium. So I may go inquire of her, but he had just cast them all out. Right. And so then he's like, okay. and they're like, Hey, there aren't any member. You threw out all the witches. And, and I, and and I find like that. that he's sexist saying, find me a woman that's yes. a medium. I'm like, why couldn't there have been a right. man oh, medium? Oh, right. really? What about like the long, uh. isn't, who's the guy uh, who used to do that? It had a TV show and everything. Remember? Not the Long Island medium, but there's a guy whose name is kind of like somebody else's famous name. This is a great story, Josh. Um, <laughs> David Copperfield. No, but it's like a very like obvious. Oh, damn it. John. John to be a talks to dead people. John. Of course John, it's John. What's his name? John. John, John Edwards. So that's his. He sounds like the politician. Oh, John yeah. Edwards? John Edwards. Okay. John, oh, wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. It's just John Edward. Um, so it's sort of like <laughs> the median John Edward. He was a man. 
who wait um, who's john edwards he was this guy who used the to have politician? a tv show Word. no john edward, edward. oh he's uh he, and then when the politician came then no, there seriously. was two so they who called him john, john edwards who was john edwards oh, there um, was a politician named John Edwards. Yeah, he's the one who like cheated on his wife and everything. Who's like running for president back? Oh, in, was like, he uh, tapping on the tapping his foot? Oh no, not that guy. Not that. To, oh, that no, was no, a no, like, truck stop. No, he was the one. <laughs> the one he was like married. And his wife had cancer and was dying. Yeah, and then he turned out he was having an affair at the same time with like his publicist or something. Yeah, while she was dying of cancer, it's pretty rough. Oh yeah, you're That's right. A complicated yeah. story. Oh, he's yes. a senator. Oh, he's a senator, was, and he ran for. Was president. he the vice president? No, he ran for vice president. Was he with Joe Lieberman? Maybe. Maybe that does not sound. Did right. Lieberman actually get the nomination? I don't know Lieberman, and I know Edwards. No, Edwards somehow. was with uh, John Kerry. Kerry, Kerry yes. yeah. Edwards. So he That's was right. running, and he had the Two Americas thing. That was his whole big speech. Remember, Two Americas? Yeah, there's like a rich what, people the America and the poor South? people. No, like a rich people America and a poor people America. And, like, you people, like, you know, we got to make this so that the poor people have a good experience, too. Okay. Um, anyway. Anyway. Sorry. So, but there was another guy, John Edward, who was, like, a What's little, like, name? John. Is that last name first? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can never trust somebody with two first names. That's what I say. Um, but anyway, There's you're right. So, I don't know why he would be, why is he so sexist, assuming yeah. only a female medium when John Edward was a male medium. Right, huh? right. Why didn't and then he, he call gained some John? weight, and he was a male large. But um, uh, uh, um. <laughs> I guess it was probably one of the few careers back then. For, yes, that's for, true. For women, they were either an innkeeper or a sp- or, or a medium a or, a or a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Or they're yes. gleaning from fields. Yes. Yeah. Right, like uh, not Ruth, the other Rahab? one. Rahab, Rahab. No, no Rahab's no, the Rahab, prostitute. Yeah. Ruth, Ruth gleaned from fields. Well, she's a good yeah, field gleaner. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a field gleaner. <laughs> she's a field gleaner. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So where? Oh yeah. So he, anyway, so there's no witches because he had thrown out all the witches, but then someone says actually there is one woman still in Endor, so you could go see her if and, you want to. And Saul wasn't like, why didn't you throw her out? Right. Yeah, he's like. Damn it. I'm glad we missed that one because I really need one right now. Um, all right. And so they decide then that – so he's like, okay, well, I got to go talk to her. I got to understand what's going on. And so he disguises himself and two of his men and they sneak there down to this little village in order to like check out um, this, the <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Check out what's going on with uh, the witch at Endor so they can help her. All Wait, right. they're, they're helping the witch at Endor? No, sorry. They want her to help him. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. so they go down to see if she can She's help helping him. Saul. Yes. So they they disguise themselves so that they can sneak down there and travel without them knowing okay. uh, that it's him. And so he puts on different clothes so he doesn't look like the king. Mm. So it reminded me of uh, like uh, Monty Python. They're like, oh, that's a king. Like, how do you know? He ain't got shit all over him. You know, like, <laughs> so he, like, put on dirty clothes. So he would. That was a good joke. Uh, nobody else laughed. It was a good joke. <laughs> That's because Monty Python wrote it and not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. I didn't I didn't vote for you. Right. <laughs> no, the lady of the lake handed me a sword. <laughs> Some watery oh. tart handing out. <laughs> yeah, handing the out. watery tart lobs a scepter at me, and I said I was <laughs> emperor. You'd. Have me committed to a loony bin. <laughs> uh, so Saul in his disguise. Uh, Wait, and his what's his disguise? 
I don't know. I think it's like one of those noses and the mustache. <laughs> and the, like, glasses. <laughs> the glasses with the big buffy eyebrows. <laughs> oh. He looks like uh, Groucho, Groucho Marx. Groucho Groucho Marx. Here, can you uh, get me a dead person? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke is when you pretend to have a cigar in your hand on a podcast where they can't see you. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was silent for like 10 <laughs> seconds, just stroking a cigar. <laughs> Very visual. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. In a disguise, they come in to see the witch at Endor. Now, I just find it interesting. Like, they, they're so specific. Like, it says he and two men went to the woman. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. Like, why throw that in there? Like, right. how, how does that add value to the, the storyline? Is yeah. this like. I don't know. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think that maybe you, I don't know, could it be easier to disguise yourself if you're just, if it, you just go alone and just kind of like play, play it off that way? It's dangerous I don't know. For the, so there's two. So I did read two theories. So one is some people think he goes in a disguise because the actual village where the witch is, that he was successful in driving out the witches in Endor, is actually across the enemy lines into Philistine territory. Ooh, okay. So right. they're like, maybe he wears a disguise to go in there. But then other people think, well, no, he wears a disguise because he's known for driving all the witches out. And if he's right. like, hi, I'm the king, and yeah. I heard you're a witch, she's going to be like, no, I'm not. What do no, you mean? Bitch, like, get out. Yeah. Well, that's how she plays it, right? Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, but also, did he drive them all out? Because he asked his, he asked his advisors, hey, I need a medium. Right. And they're like, Oh, yeah, there's one over in Endor. Right. So it's like, did oh, yeah. he really kick him out if his advisors, like closest right. advisors, know that there's one around? Right, right, his, right. Were yeah. his advisors going, is this a trick question? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> is there any witch I could go talk to? Oh, yeah, there's that one. Why didn't you kill oh, her? Oh, you You're fired. fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they go down. So I now I think, though, like, myself. he might bring the other two. Come into my maybe. office because you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> Six minute abs. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there had to be a region or territory, like an extent to where, like, they could push him out to. So they probably are like, well, okay, yes, they're not within our region anymore, but they're like right there along right. the border, like we know, right? Where like they people are. have heard go there. It's just, yeah, you know, it's like it's on the edge, it's out in the wilderness or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's like zoning laws. They yes. they <laughs> right. they fled to the the neutral zone right yeah. to the outskirts yeah. where like there's no military coming to enforce stuff or whatever yeah for them. yeah right what are, oh so like culturally they talked about this where there might be this idea that she actually had a pit that was used for this kind of divination and summoning of dead spirits like an actual and like pit? yeah um like then, an armpit no like a like a weird hole in the ground oh. That you'd be like, here's where my magic stuff happens. It's not like lifting an arm up, like here. Yeah. Is where my magic <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> um, like there's a hole in the ground. Yeah, I read that somewhere. That's like a thing where they would be like, oh, it's a, it's like a magic pit or something where you uh, <laughs> magic stuff. <laughs> um, I just found magic pit very yeah, comical, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, so. Anyway, so they so he goes down to two guys and he's in disguise and he's like, I need you to call up a, uh, a dead person for me. And she's like, no, I don't do that. Uh, we're not allowed to do that. What do you mean? I don't, there's no. Right. She's like, there's no mediums around here. <laughs> <laughs> like, you must have me mistaken for someone else. I just sell tchotchkes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, I dig pits for a living, right, sir. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I just didn't have another place to put my house other than this big dark hole. Um, 
So yeah, so they're like, and he says, "No, listen, I promise you, nothing will happen to you if you do this for me." And then she's like, "Okay." So wait, is is the gig up at this point? No, not yet. And okay. so she says, "Okay, fine." And then she's like, "Well, who do you want me to call up?" And he says, "Uh, Samuel." And she's like, "Ah, oh, you're Saul. I knew it. You know, you got me. You, you tricked me, son of a bitch." <laughs> so again, he's like, um. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, wait. So I might have got that wrong. Either way, he's like, bring up a medium. Okay, who do you want? And then she figured out Saul. And that's when he like promises her like, no, really, you won't get in trouble for this. You're not going to get hurt or, you know, you won't be killed or, or hassled. I need you to do this. Do it. So she goes, okay, fine. And so she calls up a spirit from the netherworld that shows up. I think that's what they say. It sees him coming out of the pit, I think, is the wording they use. Um, yeah, and he says, all right, who's your, Samuel? And then he's like, oh. She, oh, then when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out at the top of her voice and said to Saul, why have you deceived me? You are Saul. So it's actually not until she calls up uh, Samuel that she realizes. Oh, so he was like, yeah. you know what? I, I just want you to call up this guy. Yeah, call up uh, Samuel. And this she's probably guy, like, just, just it's a guy named Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, that's Samuel. Shit, you must be oh, Saul. <sighs> yeah. Well, I love, well, I don't know. The NIV says. An old man wearing a robe is coming up. I'm like, how can you define that? Like, everybody was old and wearing a robe back then. <laughs> like, how? Okay, yeah. That's Samuel. Yeah. Um, well, he had a one. Of, he had a mole. <laughs> and it was in a specific yeah. spot. Everybody's right? wearing a robe, please. Uh, okay, yeah. And then, oh so, the, yeah, the one I says, um, he said, the king. So, then he, Saul says, yeah, don't be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming up out of the earth and he said what does he look like yeah an old man wearing a robe is coming up and he's like yeah then, then saul knew it was samuel so he bows down and like prostrates himself on his face and like um you know and and but then samuel talks so samuel is there even though he's dead this is why to me this is very interesting because it's not like nothing so happens. so the witch did what she was asked. She yes. actually called she up actually the spirit of Saul. Calls Samuel. Called the spirit Samuel, of Samuel, Samuel from sorry. the dead. He appears to Saul and talks to Saul. Reanimation. Yeah. And Samuel says to Saul, why have you disturbed me by did, bringing me up? Does she have a Ouija board? Well, I want to talk about <laughs> that. I do, actually. That, that That's the thing. And then Saul says, I am in great distress. The Philistines are fighting against me. Guys, the part of me, blah, blah, blah. No one's answering me. Help me, help me, help me. And Samuel says, don't ask me. The Lord's left you because he's your enemy now. And the Lord, the Lord done- is his enemy? Yeah, that's what he says. Whoa, the Lord is, has done what he predicted through me. You know, your kingdom is being torn out of your hands and give, being given to David. And he's Ooh. like, and in fact, you and your sons are going to die tomorrow in battle. And Yowch. Saul's like, ah, no. And he's, he's like, fear I and wish, cried. I wish I had not. Yes, and then Samuel, Samuel leaves, and then he's like stricken with despair and overwhelmed, and and the witch is like, "Hey, I'm sorry, that's really bad news you got." Uh, and Saul <laughs> but you still owe me well, some money. Well, no, and Saul apparently really apparently news. had not eaten all day or whatever, and he was really weak. <laughs> and then she's like, "Let me cook you some food at least," and he's like, "No." And then the two helpers talk him into, "No, you should eat something." So then she like kills a fatted calf and gives him some unleavened bread, and they eat, and then they leave. And sure enough, he goes in the battle tomorrow, and he dies. His sons die. They all get killed. He actually might commit suicide, I think, is how it works, because he's losing so badly. And his sons are dead that he impales himself or whatever on his sword. So that's amazing, actually, that that in the Bible, there is a story where a witch 
performs her duties and calls a spirit up. Not only a spirit, but a spirit of a prophet. And yes. the prophet's like, what the f***? Right. Leave, why why, why are you waking me up? Yes. Don't wake me up. But here's and, a question I have. So, one, does it ever say she's a witch? Yes. Does it? When? Where? Why? Pro- How? <laughs> Who? Problem. I mean, the whole story is called The Witch at Endor. I know, but is I it, think it always says medium. Did, did we call well, it I mean, the that's Witch a at translation Endor? Thing. Yeah, it depends on the translation. Yeah. I, think. I mean, uh-huh. the, like, in the, the little chapter intro right in the beginning refers to it as The Witch at Endor. Okay. But that is in NIV? actually, so in the NIV, they call it Saul and the medium at Endor. But like okay. King James and other people refer to her as a witch. All right. Then the other question I have is, it says called up. At what other point does a messenger from God come up from below versus down from above? Never. But I know. Yeah. So so this is interesting. So did she really call Saul? So so there's this thought, like, is she legit or is she still faking it? Or is she working with the devil or whatever? So, yeah, those are all. That's why I feel like the story. OK, it's kind of <laughs> neat and creepy and weird. She calls up the spirit. And it's interesting, like, it kind of summarizes it where in the Chronicles we mentioned, where Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord, and because he consulted a medium for guidance. So he, like, broke the – so it was, it was, like, bad what he went and did. Um, but, yeah, to me, that's, like, the big things. It was kind of like, so does this mean witchcraft and those kind of things were possible then, and then are they possible now? They're asked, it, to me, it raises huge questions about, like, Abraham's bosom in this idea, like, when you die – are you in heaven or hell or like or just in or some sort of some sort of Hades or yeah Gehenna asleep down in the grave like they used to say in the Old Testament all these things and and is that still true or is that only true in the Old Testament like and after Jesus it's not anymore I think there's some stuff about that that I meant to research more and we'll have to try to figure out here while we're talking and um so the other thing to me that's a big deal with this is the whole uh, are you is is what she's doing evil? Because she's just like summons him and he talks and it kind of works, but it's definitely something God doesn't want and doesn't like. But I don't know. To me, this opens the big why? question of. But does she actually? Because it doesn't come from him. So does she actually summon true. Samuel, or is it just like is she? So just that's a great question. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so is she? Is it just a trick? Yeah. Or is it like a demon pretending to be Samuel? Is it, you know, something like that? Because but. Saul never sees. She just says, oh, it's somebody with a shawl. Yeah. It's some old guy in a robe. Yeah. So is she familiar enough with what prophets wore that she just says, it's yeah. an old guy with a shawl? Because I know you want to see Samuel because you're Saul. But Saul, then the story, at least recounted from whoever tells the story, says that Samuel talks to Saul and says like a whole lot of stuff. That's about things Samuel knew about. I prophesied this. I told you you're going to get your kingdom taken away. It's going to David. You suck. God's going to kill you. And like he gives like a whole prediction. And in fact, what he says is tomorrow you and your sons will be here with me. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's the part that I'm like, well, yeah. So, I mean. To me, it feels very real. Like, that's what I love about the story is it seems like, and this is another one, props to my dad, like realizing like, here's a cool story from the Bible that you as a kid are going to, like, get into stories from the Bible. And so, like, I think I was, like, eight or nine when he first, like, told me this one. Because it is. It has, like, huge implications. And it's, like, to me, it's, like, witchcraft is real. And I – so, and along those lines of the Ouija board, like, I argue with my kids to this day when I'm, like, you will not touch a Ouija board. 
and I don't want you doing that. I don't like why you know, not? Because I think it or, is possibly but real. Is it witchcraft or was it God's providence? Like, well, that's a good question. I mean, too. like Ooh. you know, I mean, mm. yeah. God, God creates miracles all the time, and I mean, if it fulfills what He had as planned, like this yep. is just part of that. So, like. I did make I did think about that too because it like it's kind of like that uh, what's his name Balaam who wasn't like one of God's oh, yeah, prophets Balaam. but he still no, could talk to the Balaam we could talk to the donkey and weird stuff happened that God Wait, seemed to do yeah, but right. he was like a wizard or magician or something. Are, he are wasn't we a mispronouncing Balaam's name again? I might be. When uh, I said Balaam, so it's probably bad. Balaam. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that glass there up for grabs? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's empty. The time. So um, the time has come. It's clear that it's disapproved of. Yeah. But also, it's the strange... Um, so in Chronicles, it says it's because he he uh, disobeyed God and he did this. But it seems like it was decided even before he consulted the medium because it seems like he went through all the normal processes where he... It sounds like he prayed for dreams. He yeah, didn't have yeah. a dream. He went to the priests and nothing happened. So it was like God decided before then and and David had already been anointed by Samuel and Samuel's dead. So God had already decided David's going to be king. And it seems like Saul tried everything he was supposed to, got no response, and then out of desperation went to this medium. So I... I hate to be the guy that's like, I feel a little bit bad for Saul because it seemed like he tried the normal routes. Right, but he was already shunned. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so he was already there was a rejected. sense of desperation. There's There was some desperation yeah. for him. So yeah. he, he in, in all intents and purposes, was rejected for the throne. David was his successor. Yeah. And it was just a matter of time before he died and David took over. And I, I, I actually think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but David was supposed to take over before Saul died, but Saul refused to give up command. Yes. And in fact, Saul's son becomes king for a tiny bit because one of his okay. four sons, they don't all die at once. And so somebody else becomes king for a little bit. And then he gets, I think, killed by one of his own guys. And then David yeah, becomes king. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so Saul sort of refuses to give up the kingship to David. So he's kind of, I forgot where I was going now. I don't know. I feel he like he rejected have, God's will. He decided that he wanted to be king. He didn't right. care that. So he Samuel was going he was going after his own will. Yes. He was going after his own will and and he didn't give a shit about whatever he was told, whatever any prophets said. He was just going after whatever he wanted. And even well, here, I mean he's not so much doing the right thing in the sense of like, oh, I should ask God what to do. You know, it's more like, oh, my God, the the Philistines look like they're going to kick our asses. I need help. And it's like, come on, people, help me. And they're like, we got nothing for you because God decides you're going to die. And then he's like, well, then I'm going to go ask somebody else for help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, he went to the exact people that he expelled from the land right. to get help. I yeah. mean, it was obviously the last draw for him. I mean, he had right, no, right. Other, no other options. And David was this major guy in his army. But he didn't go to, go to David because he knew right. David was the guy who was going yes. to take his spot. Right. If he had been humble, he could have said, listen, like, we're going to lose to them. We need David. I don't care if David ends up being mm. king. We got to do this thing for Israel. Right. But or just said, him. you know what, David? 
you are anointed. You are the next king. Yeah. Tell me how I, I can give help. up the throne right. to you for the greater good. No, he was looking out for himself. Yeah. All right. That's that's true. But what normally happened during this time when <laughs> one person's king and another king comes in, normally the, they're like, the other king dies. Yeah. yeah. We're going to kill. <laughs> You and your entire family. That's true. Even your sons, because otherwise they'll come try to claim the throne later. Yeah. Right. So why does... So I think what happens is Saul Saul praises himself in victory versus praising God. Mm. I think this is the key difference between Saul and David, because David did a lot of bad shit. Yeah, he did. But what David does, the difference between Saul and David is David repents and points back to God. So David does bad stuff. Yeah. But he's got a pattern of basically like admitting wrong and asking for forgiveness and then returning to God, which is Saul does not do. So Saul is a little more stubborn. And I think so God rejects Saul. And then I don't know what my point is. But so Saul was rejected before then. I actually think Saul. So, okay. So, so you want to know? I looked it up. Sorry. All right. He gets rejected because he's waiting to fight the Philistines. Samuel says, I will come in seven days and I'm going right. to do these rituals. And I'll do sacrifices, and then you go fight, and you'll win. And mm. seven days goes by, and Samuel's not there. And Saul says, forget it, I can do those things myself. And so they do their own rituals and sacrifices, and then they go fight. And he was like, you did not do what I said. Um, so then God's mad at him for not listening to Saul. I mean, I guess if you if you look at the pattern of like David. we're burying the lead here, though, a little bit. How so? So whether Saul was a good guy or a bad guy is way less interesting than the fact that a witch actually raised somebody from the dead and had them talk to. Okay, him. yeah, yeah. To me, this is exactly like this—the recent UFO story in the news. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here so, we go. How so? Because... Was this off of um, the Eastern Shore? No. So there was the one. That, so when they released the story about the Navy seeing the UFOs, and they released the videos, and they're like, "Yep, these are UFOs." And the guys who got them out of the Pentagon and brought them to the New York Times and said, hey, there's a real program and they're investigating UFOs and the government has these videos and they have no idea what they are and it's a big deal and we're trying to figure it out. And the New York Times went, can you believe they're spending $10 million a year researching UFOs? <laughs> and like dumbasses, that's not the – they should be spending uh, $200 million a year trying to find they, – they're, they're, they just prove that they're real and they don't know what they are. And so – but they like missed that point because they just went to like a benign kind of thing of like – Oh, government waste, blah, blah, blah. Instead of, like, cracking the story for what it really right. was. Did you see my video on YouTube? No. Oh, you had a video? Yeah. You have a video on I YouTube? I have a UFO video on Nuh-uh. YouTube. Really? Oh, we what? gotta look at it. What? I was only it, aware the, of your dog walking the, video. The, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the quality, let me tell you, is about 10 years ago, and the quality of it isn't any good, um, but... I'll tell you, it really was weird because a lot of a lot of a lot of people have reported off of Myrtle Beach, seen lights do weird things, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Whatever you talking about?" or whatever. And we were down there, and I saw these red lights move in 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 a space that I would never predict, and I was like getting it on video. And I don't know. What do I, I mean, search? it doesn't. It doesn't. What do I search on on YouTube? I just, I'm on it. Just my name, I guess. Uh, I don't know. So search for. James- I just put my name oh in. My yeah, Jameson yeah. Stubbs. Jameson yeah. Stubbs UFO. How drunk are you? <laughs> <laughs> Enough that I can't tell you. <laughs> 
Uh, James? You know, I thought he was saying how drunk was I that I'm oh, reporting okay. on UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do like Jameson Stubbs orange lights. Yeah, there we go. Over Myrtle Beach. All right, here we go. Orange lights. There it is. There it is. Boom. Spinning. It's spinning. Go, go, go. It's coming closer. Look, it's coming really close. That's not Going my out. voice. It's disappearing. That was not me. You know, I think I wasn't looking the whole time. I know I got it's part out. of it. <laughs> that is not me. Fred's like, I found it. Oh, wait a minute. That's not it. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> that was somebody with an effing laser go pointer. <laughs> That's Christine Stubbs. All right. go Click on Jameson Stubbs YouTube. The second one down should be... There, there it is. Strange there orange red face. Oh, yes. All right. Oh, my gosh. Finally. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, you, you don't know what you've been waiting for. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> this, this is it. Google search The Jameson truth is out Stubbs. there. This is YouTube. the suspense. <laughs> oh, That's pretty crazy looking. But it's like red and it doesn't move and then all of a sudden it like moves and like some So I can't tell it looks like I can't tell if you're moving the camera. I'm moving, yeah. But it, it does seem like they're jumping around a little no, bit. No, this is edited. <laughs> you're duping us. Oh, Wait, that's Jameson. it. No! Oh, Jameson. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you know what the movement was? I Jameson being drunk. I thought there was more to it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The anticipation killed me. <laughs> <laughs> that was so disappointing. <laughs> it's like the opening the safe of uh, Al Capone. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, we have a dusty bottle. <laughs> So all good. right, there, there's other people that have better videos than me, obviously. Uh, uh, all right, but back. I, to, do not watch theirs. Watch James. Cell phones back then were not what they were meant to be. Right? Was this a flip phone? It probably was. Oh, oh no wonder. I'm not sure where we go from here. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. Let's go. Let's go back for a minute. So I, I don't think, know. So there was a medium there. Right. My yes. point is. So to me, this clearly. How did we even get there? Because I brought up aliens. We're talking about aliens because I felt like we're like going down this thing of like, well, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Like instead of like, hey, there was a ghost. (laughs) Like, let's focus on the ghost. So I think so was it, and and he's coming out of the ground. And I think Samuel was really there. I think for the other things that we 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 want to read the just the. At its face value, what does the text say? Mm-hmm. Samuel came up from the dead and yeah. talked to him. And so... But was it right. Samuel? He came up. Yeah. like Because Ed- that's where people go when they die. So, w- right, so was he in purgatory so this, or so, hell? So this is the thing. So in the Old Testament, right, before Jesus, you have a couple of things. One, like in the... They say... They call it Sheol, mm-hmm. right? Or the grave. And so like Psalms, right? In a bunch of Psalms, David says, don't let me be left down in the grave. Yeah. I'm going to die. That's where I go. I go down to the grave. I go down to Shield. not hell, really, because it's not hell the way we think of it as Christians now. But it's like Hades. It's like the place of the dead, Tartarus sort of thing, like the afterlife, the grave. Their their souls are down in the ground, oh, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. This leads to the point where I think where we are not raised until the Lord comes again. Yes, that's what And so – 
obviously, when you die, when you go to sleep and you wake up, isn't it like a split second? Right. So when you die and you're in the grave, if when the Lord finally returns and brings us to heaven, it's going to feel like a split second to those that have passed. Yes. You know? And so I feel that those that have died and are in the grave, that's kind of where they still are. They haven't actually, I don't know if there's really anybody in heaven yet because the Lord hasn't come again. So so I struggle a little with that because I think there's a couple interpretations because I, I think you're right. So definitely I think in the Old Testament, that is 100% true because at one, Jesus, right? When we say Jesus and Peter, right? He he goes down and pre- preaches to the saints in, in prison. Those are the people who are dead before Jesus came. And that's his idea. Have you ever heard that term, Abraham's bosom? Have you ever heard was this idea where people who would you be... said You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Okay, but so this is... I like, have heard of that. So yeah, it's a no, thing I, in the I, Old Testament, is all right? This idea that people who are like going to get saved, but weren't around to accept Jesus. Right. Where they are. Yeah. And it's where... Um, like Isaiah. The, Isaiah and those with the transfiguration, right? Where do they come from? Because you can't go into heaven until Moses. Jesus dies on the cross. Yeah. Right? So it's impossible to go to heaven until Jesus dies on the cross. But when – so when there's the transfiguration and Moses and Elijah, Elijah. Elijah yep. yeah. do they come up? I don't think it says they come up no. from the ground. I don't, think it, I don't think it mentions a direction. I feel like they might say they come out of the sky. Yeah. Those guys. Because, yeah. But they're oh. also with somebody else, right? Isn't there three of them? Elisha, Moses. Moses. And Jesus, right? That's it. Elijah. Elijah, not Elisha. Yeah. Yes. Moses and uh But I mean I think if you look it. at the language though it. of David, David talks about I die and I go down. Because Elijah the grave. Oh, hang on. So Elijah represents the prophets. Or yeah, Moses represents the law, Elijah represents the prophets, and then there's Jesus. So I think it was those. So three. maybe they weren't even there at all. They're just representative. It's an idea. I'm just kidding. Maybe. Um, I don't know. So yeah. at the Transfiguration, <laughs> they just appear on top of a mountain. Yeah. They don't come out of the sky. A what? Or out of the ground. Or out of the ground. They um, appear on, on a mountain. A mountain. And a mountain. A mountain. <laughs> I love I that, that Jersey mountain. accent. <laughs> a mountain. A mountain. But also, it doesn't... Uh, I think in the story, it refers to, like... It's not just Samuel. It's like several people come up from the ground. And, and Samuel's amongst them. Yeah, I think so. No, she said she sees a spirit come up from the ground... And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, no, this is Samuel. And she says, what does he look like? And he says, he's a guy wearing a robe. And a it's it's yeah, some Shaw. old dude in a robe. Right. And he's yeah, like, yeah. it's totally Samuel. Right. It's totally Samuel. <laughs> well, she might have. Maybe oh, she recognized Samuel. I know Samuel that old dude in famous. a robe. It's famous. old blue. Yeah. You're my boy, blue. Maybe he wore like a <laughs> special colored robe that she recognized. Multicolored. Like, yeah. Like a robe uh, of a robe of many a colors. A robe of many colors. Hopefully so, it wasn't as disappointing as Jameson's UFO video. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, this brings up this idea of why I think we have a misconception of hell from... I believe you, Jameson. ...from <laughs> European people. The truth is out there. The truth is. The truth is out there. Yes. X-Files. I loved X-Files. That was yeah. a good show. Yeah. Uh, misinterpretation. Yeah. This is a bigger theological thing, so we don't want to get into it. That's fine. Do but, we? Um, Why wouldn't we want to get into it? I don't yeah. know. So this idea that because um, you decided we shouldn't get into no, it. No, I said I don't know if we want to get into it. I'm happy. to. <laughs> oh, so you're wanna, you're wanna, the decider of what well. we talk no, about, Josh. Is, I don't want to thrust this Come on. conversation, which is tenuously linked to this. Don't story. worry, we have to but, cut out 
half of what we've already yeah, talked about. Right. So oh, okay. we that's still need some, we need some filler, Josh. Yeah. Come on, that's some filler. True. So there's a lot of words. We got to cut out used. Jameson's UFO. There's a lot of words in the At Bible. At least half of the time we spend searching for yeah, it. for sure. Subscribe, Jameson Stead. <laughs> yeah. Click the yeah. bell. Yeah. Mash that subscribe button down at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your son has more subscribers I than do. He does. <laughs> we got to get him to push your video. Yeah. So it gets broader. <laughs> His videos are better quality than yeah. that. that was <laughs> yeah. what right, so you were going to make them. So sorry. the point I was going to make yeah. is in the Bible, there's a lot of references to like where people go when they die. And we like try to sum it up, I think, in this like neat little bow of like you die. And if you're a Christian, you go to heaven. And if you're uh, not, you go to hell and you burn forever with the and blah, blah, blah. And heaven is this perfect place. But really, there's like there's in the Old Testament, you go down to the grave and you're in Sheol. Or whatever, yeah. and then there's the reference in Peter where Jesus went and spoke to the saints in prison. Jesus says like Gehenna, where he refers to like which is like the pit, pit like out in Jerusalem where trash is. Like there's places where there's like a whole like concept of like, like the dead, like from a Greek hole in the ground, right? Where like a pit you could be summoned out of, right? Mm, but, out of the earth. Yes. But anyway, yeah, this idea that your soul is somewhere before it's time for heaven. Like, listen to what my mom used to say. So it's like, absent the body is in, what's the word? Like in concert or something with God. Keep going. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. It's a great Nirvana? song from Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, pull the mic over. Are you trying to ease into it a little bit? Just keep telling your story. Yeah, Let it no, go in the fine. background. Yeah. You know, Angels All right, so Josh, what was your point? So my point is, it's not a nice little bow. And I don't know that hell exists the way, like, Dante's Inferno and Christians, I think, from the Middle Ages like to think of it. I think that's a misconstruing Mm. of stuff. But the point is that there are people, maybe now, who are dead and not in heaven yet. Or they're dead definitely before Jesus and not in heaven yet. And those people could be ghosts. Those people can be summoned and talked to, maybe. That also makes sense because one of the things Theologica was referenced, wrestled with is, I love the idea, right, that the people you love are dead and in heaven looking down on you. But if you're going through bad things, how do they have happiness and no sadness in heaven if they see what's happening on the earth? Yeah. Unless they can see, like, the end, maybe, is one theology thing I heard. Like, well, they know the end of the story, so they know yeah. it's good. But right. also, it's like, well, maybe when they, they can see the whole see. story. Yeah. So they can see the future. Yeah. Because... They're outside of time. Right. And time is like, for them, like it's a tapestry. Where they open the like book and they go to the last page. And right. Like, and then they can oh, flip okay. back and see yeah, what's going that's on. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I'm watching you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want them to see where I'm failing. I mean. Right. You know. Oh, why'd you do that? You know? Right, right. So, yeah. I, I hope it's like at the end. end like, yeah. you know, my, my positives are outweigh my negatives, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't want them seeing me when I do bad things, right? Or when I fail or when I'm, yeah. I just want to know where the Ewoks were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How did we not reference Star I know, Wars? Dude, so oh, fun. Fun. Yeah. I, I, we started with that. I was right. like, oh, Star Wars has got to come into right. this. Yeah. Did, was the which like it seemed too easy? Jump, too jump. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> she had like a little stick with bones on it. Running around her. They say jump, oh. jump. <laughs> yes. 
Also, they were going to eat everybody at one point. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. They, they had them tied up on those sticks. Yeah. yeah. They were like, right. cook them. Let's eat them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't anyway, know. But, but when you when you think of predestination and. Which mm, I do sometimes. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't know if anybody really goes to hell before the Lord comes back again. I just feel that they're in a place. I mean, I guess the Catholics call it purgatory. Right. I mean, you're, or you're, limbo you're, or something you're, like that. you're kind of in a place. I like mean, you're, you're, you're dead. So you're not really conscious, night. but you, I mean, maybe you have this feeling or something. And when the Lord comes back again, whenever that ends up being as a soul, you won't know the time difference. Right. When that is. And you'll either, depending on kind of, I guess, how you ended your life, whether you had faith and belief in God, you'll go kind of one way. And if you don't, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I want to call it hell, but like you don't, you 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 don't make it to heaven. So, right. So that's what I think. So I I don't believe in the idea. I've come to decide. Or currently, I don't, based on my study and thought, is that heaven that there's a eternal suffering hell, where non-believers go to be tortured and burned and forever. That does not jive one theologically with my understanding of God. Two, I don't think the Bible justifies that. It idea. really seems like a threat to yes. people. Do good or else. Right. Instead of the flip, which is like. The resurrection is a reward, in a right. way, or a gift yeah. from God. Which is the whole... You don't the need whole, an opposite punishment. That's the whole cell of Christianity. Right. You have Jesus who has died for your sins, therefore you are forgiven, and you don't have to worry about it if you just... Right, you get to live, live forever. Right. I mean, yeah, you, 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 get to, yeah, you either get something... Or it just ends for you. Right. I mean, it's just done. Yeah, and like the references to like there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, I think it's just like because you die and you don't get to be in the good place forever. But wh where do those references come from? So Jesus makes some of them. That's the hardest part for me that I've oh, wrestled snap. with. Yeah, Damn. Jesus talks a little bit about hell more than anybody else. Um, so so you're basically saying I don't want to believe what Jesus says. No, but, <laughs> but we – so no, so there's two things. One, I don't think that – so you're basically saying, Jesus, uh, you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're the name, I guess, but I know the actual faith. Um, um, I'm setting myself up as the king of my life. No. Um, it's kind of like what Saul's Ooh. trying to do. Exactly. Yes. Nice. No, that's my point. My, But he says some things. But so sorry, but my view is Nirvana. that when you read, <laughs> when you read those things, they don't necessarily line up to like, you're going to burn in hell forever. Because like, Hell doesn't exist until the end of the world. They talk about it. It's created sort of in Revelation. There's this lake of burning fire and sulfur. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually, it's a place where people are killed, not where they live forever. And it's to where they kill the devil. That's where the devil dies. Not like in the lake suffering. of fire. Yes. But doesn't he pull people into the lake of fire? No. I don't know. Let's we'll talk about that. Yeah. We could do a whole story, a whole episode maybe on hell. But my yeah. point is... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We could. That'd yeah. be fun. Um, but the point is that there... I think this shows us that 
I agree that you're not in heaven or hell yet if you're dead. You're waiting till the end of the world, the judgment, the scrolls, the book of life. All those things have to happen before it's decided who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. And so you're waiting kind of asleep and have no idea. But in that spot, maybe people using witchcraft and sorcery and, and clearly not God stuff, but devil stuff, which is another question that I thought we could talk about, but can contact people. And maybe that means that ghosts and those kind of things are actually real. And maybe not, they're real. And yeah. not necessarily. I always thought my original interpretation used to be there are no dead people ghosts. Any kind of spirit stuff like that is like angels or demons. That there aren't dead people's souls. Because I do think Paul says something like if you're absent the body, you're in the presence of the Lord or something like that. So that as soon as you're dead, you're in heaven. But it doesn't make any sense with the rest of the theology. Right. So well, I think it's maybe the, he's not I think right. it's someone else said like – or Jameson was like, you don't have a concept of time right. you're dead. So do you. It is like that. So I think there are verses like where it's like everyone will rise at a certain point. So right. maybe you just don't know because you're not like Awake, conscious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there uh, – yeah, maybe there is I, – I have no idea. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. But to me, the one thing that is known is that it means at least in the Old Testament time, people could actually call up the spirit of dead people. And then the question is like, well, can they still or not? But but I guess part of the interpretation is, do, do they call up Samuel or does do they call up somebody else? I don't know. But they could call up somebody. I could. But when you read then what the quote of Samuel says, but there's why also... do you consult me now the Lord has departed from you? The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to your neighbors, one of your neighbors, to David. Yeah. If you do not obey the Lord, blah, 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 the Lord will deliver both Israel. Tomorrow you and your sons will be – like who else would say that other than Samuel? Yeah. It would have to be someone pretending to be Samuel. Right. It, it could be real, but there's also a lot of fake people out there like John Edward. Yeah. You think John Edward is actually a psychic? Or you think no. he's... No. Yeah, exactly. I don't think John Edwards. Yeah. But I think there might be there might people be, yeah, who can yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing... But then the question to me, is the other one that's interesting is, so if people can do that, it's bad, right? They shouldn't. It's wrong. Well, they're liars. Oh, you mean no, if the they actually really can. can. They really can? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's probably not good. Right. But Saul, Saul went out. Right. He's a bad guy. Was he at the time? Yes. Yeah. You sure? Because yeah. he didn't he wait rejected, on Samuel. He didn't wait. He was rejected as the king. He was okay. going to be killed. He was mm-hmm. one of those. Saul yelled at him and tells him he's bad for doing it. But it's real. I think it's real. But then there's. But some... then I don't feel that. Well, if it's real, then like God made that happen. Like not really, I mean, the, not necessarily. I would say because demons and the and the devil can do stuff. Like there's plenty of stuff where God doesn't like. All right, you're going to sin right now. Right. Yeah. So God doesn't make everything happen. All right, so what's the takeaway? Like the devil, well, I mean, the mm. devil inflicts horrible things on on Job, right? Well, God doesn't do it. The devil does. God allows it. Well, though. God, yeah. yeah I mean, so we're given everything. free will to make our decisions for right. ourselves. I mean, my point is there is power that doesn't come from God. Yeah, there's crazy stuff for right. sure. Well, oh, I would I would refute that by saying that Bad, but Satan is a creation Satan. of God. True. 
But the oh, point man. is, that was yeah, the devil in, in and his uh, the demons have power on Earth right now. In fact, there's like some interpreted right that God has turned over the Earth to the devil and his and his demons until so, the end of times because that's why everything's so freaking bad. So yeah. things, yeah. quote unquote, of the world, right, and then of God, right, right. So witchcraft would then be quote unquote of the Earth, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And that's why I went to this whole thing about like there's like of God mm-hmm. and and like from God and then not of God mm-hmm. and not from God. And yeah. then there's also good and evil. And that's like a Venn diagram that overlaps a lot. But I would oh, say sure. not completely. Yeah. I My takeaway from this and when I read it the first time or, or at least what I remember as the first time years ago was that – the witch at Endor and whatever she was selling was for real. Yeah. yeah. You know? On one and, hand, and, I find and, that disturbing, but on the other it's hand, not I only, find it hugely encouraging. Well, it's disturbing because we should find it disturbing. Yes. Right? But at the same time, we all have come across it outside of the Bible. Right. And when you go back to the Bible and you read this story and you go, oh, this shit's real. Yes. Yeah. So to me, the encouraging part is so, yes, I agree. It's like frightening and disturbing and weird. But on on one hand, my big fear is not that there's something more powerful than God. The fear is that it's not real and none of it's real. Yeah. But if there's witchcraft, then I know the whole thing's real. As soon as there's anything supernatural – I'm a hundred percent in my face. My, my, my crack in my faith is maybe this is all in my head. And so as soon as there's like evil shit, that's super powerful. Then I'm like, then everything's real. Right. Yeah. So I think there's a lot there that points to the supernatural. But I think the important thing to realize is that witchcraft is less than God. Yes. And it's wrong to derive power from anything other than God, I think. Right. So that's where, even if you're not doing anything evil in your witchcraft, I think it's still wrong as a Christian. This to, is where I also got to, a little worried. Like, wait, so the Ouija board? I don't want to come across as like anti-Wiccan or anything. Are you, are you talking about the Ouija board I'm talking board about the Ouija now? board. I'm talking about tarot cards. I'm talking about going to a fortune teller. I'm talking about any of those things. And this is like going to... So is that at the direction of Satan? Like I those think if, if those things are right ever, right? If they're not just... Being, you know, like a sleight of hand card trick kind of thing or a con artist kind of thing. Yeah. If they have any power at all, I think they come from something other than God. And I think the only source of supernatural power outside of God is the devil. Doesn't, isn't God allowing that to happen? Ooh. Yes. You get into it. But it goes, I think the same way you, you mentioned that God gives us free will Mm -hmm. and we then sin. And cause mm-hmm. a lot of sin and tragedy in the world. I think the devil has free will. And God's allowing him to have free will. But I don't think God's causing those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if a... Yeah, you would have to, to say that God... Exact, you would have to say that God is endorsing evil to say that. Right. Mm-hmm. To or say like, that God is causing like what God Satan doesn't does. stop people from, you know, like, murdering people. Right. So God supports them being murdered. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's created... My view is... I see God more as like the clockmaker sort of thing with limited intervention. So he set up the universe, the rules, the people, 
the decision, but it gives everybody decision making power. But he knows he occasionally, when midnight hits. Yeah, he occasionally comes in and makes little tweaks. But in general, he's letting physics run the world. Okay, I, see- I mean, so my whole point with Samuel and Saul is like, okay, Saul wants to embrace a medium who's going to bring Samuel back. So, I mean, why is that a bad thing? I mean, because like, God said, don't talk to witches. But, I, but I, I'm kind of with you, though. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit sympathetic to Saul because it seems like he tried all the other ways that are supposed to happen. Yeah. And it's basically he's been rejected by God already. So Saul screwed up by claiming victory for himself and not for God. Mm-hmm. Right. And not waiting for God's rules. Right. And then like the click of a switch, he is out. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's rough. So he, he, auto- it's like Moses. God automatically then says David is the guy. And Saul, to, to your point, is then repentant, maybe. Was Saul repentant? Though? No, well, that's, that's the, that's yeah. the maybe part. I mean, he's, yeah. but he, he was kind of like, what can I do to make this better? But I don't think he was like that. I think he was like, I want this to happen so that we can win. I mean, that's my takeaway is because because if you look at the difference between David and Saul, because David did some really terrible shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. And he did get he did have consequences for the bad things he did. But David gets called out as a man after God's own heart. And I think it's because David is repentant and Saul was not. I think sometimes we like to think of God as like a computer that says like I have rules and I do these things this way and this person's good because they did the thing I wanted and this person's not. And I think God might be a little more like us where he liked David and he didn't like Saul. But this is mm. where this is where I think mm. of like why do you like David? So I'm, I'm with you. Just like people. I'm with you. Right. Because there's. It's not because he's better or anything. But I right. think it's. But I think it's because. Why David? Yeah, why David? And I think it's the repentant heart piece. Right. Yeah. Because that makes right. sense and it balances out the ideas of but, but God he, likes the things he likes and not the things. But if might God, just like David because he's charismatic and a good But person, if God was person. the if it, if it was the he's rule, a good dancer. Yeah. But if it was the if it was the rule maker God, then Saul followed the rules in this instance because he tried all the other means and then he goes to the medium. So he tried the other means sure. and it didn't work because yeah. God had rejected him. That's fair. Where if it's Saul, if Saul had idea. said, if Saul had said, I I repent, David is your king, and I respect David, I wonder if it would have been. I, I mean, I don't yes. know. I, I, mean, this, I think so. I mean, I think is, that's true. This is all theoretical, but that's the I, beauty of the Bible. Is is the Bible's not like this is what I this is. I, mean, I think we've brought this point up before. Like, if you're gonna make up a fake religion, right? It's the worst way to do it. This yeah. is a terrible <laughs> yeah. one. Then the Bible would be boring as shit. Yeah, right. I mean, and if you're be, gonna take everything it would be super clean and follow rules every time, yeah, yes. and it doesn't. It, right? Yeah, it's if chaotic. you're gonna take everything literally. I mean, that was my point. That was the other thing where I like, this is why I struggle with a little bit. There's like from God, of God, not of from God, not of God, good and evil. And the back to, it's a Venn diagram that sometimes overlaps, but not is 100% overlap. God sometimes does stuff that's evil, but it's, he's in charge. I mean, he gets to. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's that's my whole point with Satan. Like, so he's allowing, God is allowing Satan to do the things that he does. Like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, and like to quit, 
To yeah. quote uh, Jethro Tull. <laughs> oh, please don't please don't play the flute he made he, <laughs> made, play the flute. he made he who made kittens made snakes in the grass like the idea it's like yes it's like oh it's a cute little kitten that's great look at god's wonderful creation oh he also made this poisonous snake that bites kids and kills them you know like like the world is a weird dynamic horrible place yeah. and he just likes to watch it for his entertainment um maybe that's the, that's the song. I'm not yeah, saying that's my theology, yeah, okay. but I think there's two things. Uh, I think, you, you've uh, kind of said that theology. I before. have said that theology before. <laughs> so, yeah, I struggle a little bit. Since the, we have um, no M divs here, yes. we, we'll just yeah, we'll, just we'll listen to Brett's computer. Bungle in the jungle. Is that we pull it up? That's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinke, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.